Transition by Panta Kalho. Let's be together in Transition Episode 4. Welcome to Job Reinvented Show. I'm your host, Panta Kalhor. Secrets of Entrepreneurship with Ashley Armstrong, Amazon e-commerce expert and best-selling author. Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition Channel and order my book Naturally Conceived from Amazon. Thank you for listening. We have a very special guest, Ashley Armstrong. Welcome to our show today. Thank and you. she's a very powerful e-commerce expert and best-selling author. She helps uh, sellers successfully navigate the ins and outs of Amazon to scale their businesses to eight figures. That's perfect. So today we're going to uh, uncover the secrets of entrepreneurship. That's her topic. Uh, welcome to our show, Ashley. Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Your story and uh, how um, how did you make it up to now? Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's uh, like most people's stories. There's lots of ebbs and flows and ups and downs. But you know, <laughs> what else is new, right? All right. Start uh, about your story and. Um, Tell me how you became an e-commerce expert. Yeah, it's uh, my pleasure. So um, really, it kind of stems back to childhood. I was that budding entrepreneur. Even since I was little, I would go around and collect clay and make you know little ashtrays and sell them on the beach for 25 cents. And so from that moment on, I've always, one way or another, knew that I had to kind of be in my own space. I was, you know, um, a director of my own ship and learning how to make my own money has just been a lifelong um, sort of trajectory, I guess you could say. And when it comes to where I am now, it really started when I became a mom. And of course, I chose to be a stay-at-home mom you know, for this sheer fact that I wanted to be 100% on with my kids, but I also needed to figure out how to make sure that I can contribute to the monthly bills. And so as usual, I was creating a lot of, you know, home-based business sort of models. I was, uh, I had my own practice doing the natural path, childbirth education, and providing products and services in that nature. But being in a small town in an area, I, I quickly realized that I can't rely on the local population. And I really need to go bigger and broader. And what really helped me get into the online space was wanting to, you know, write and publish uh, books, basically, that was for my children, about my children. And that was like my first step into the online world, taking something that I've been doing in my own space, my own town, my own house, and then bringing it to the masses. Um, you know, so six books and a bestseller later, it was like, oh my gosh, <laughs> the online world is definitely where you need to be. <laughs> Amazing. So, yeah. And from there, yeah, it was just, uh, it was really interesting to kind of get that sort of intricate detail of what the online world does, how you can tap the audiences, how you can kind of manipulate platforms to kind of get what you want. And from that point on, everything that I was manufacturing and doing in my home, I basically took all that knowledge and expertise and then did the research, found the mentorship and was able to bring that manufacturing aspect 
to a much larger scale. And then that really was what projected me into the, the online space was, was manufacturing overseas and, and building a seven figure business selling um, all my products exclusively online. So it wow. was like that. That's a little bit of the, the pathway there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Okay. I know a lot of people wish to start their online business, but not everyone can succeed. There are lots of right. blockers and some people even in the middle of it just give up. What is yes. your recommendation? What you call a business, a successful business? Yeah, you know, honestly, at, at the end of the day, one has to really ask themselves, why do I even want to be in business for myself? Like, is this something that I truly want? Because there's kind of like this shiny object syndrome where people see other people succeed or they see the end results and they're, you know, in the media or they have, you know, larger bank accounts or something along those lines, but they're not necessarily paying attention to the path that allowed the person to get there. So at the end of the day, your why needs to be ridiculously strong because to move into the entrepreneurial space, it's not easy. And I'm definitely not here to pull the wool over anybody's eye. You know, you really have to make that commitment because you have to hold yourself accountable. There's nobody else. There's no boss. There's no one saying this is a deadline. You have to make your deadlines. You have to, you know, decide which path you want to go down or what marketing you want to do or what product or service that you want to provide and then what problems you're solving for the end user to even want what it is that you're offering in the first place. So first, number one is what's your why and is your why strong enough? Then the second one is, is at the end of the day, mentorship and or the people that you surround yourself with is going to make or break you. Exactly. And, you know, there's that, yeah, there's that fun statistics. Like you are, you know, the, the sum of the five people you hang out with. And they also say the same thing for the amount of money that's in those bank accounts. You know, the five people, you know, you're the average of those people that are around you, whether it's finances, whether it's um, vibrational energies, whether it's knowledge, experience, wisdom, you know, so on and so forth. And so if you don't have uh, a business entrepreneur sort of like support group in your local town um, or area, find it online. And even if you do have it online uh, in your local town, I do highly recommend that you go out and you find a support group, a mastermind group that's in this space that you're interested in. So if you feel like I want to go in the health space, then find the mastermind group. Find someone who's kind of doing what you would like to do, someone that you can kind of strive for and try to get into their circle, get into their groups, because one, being around entrepreneurs is essential because no one understands what it means. <laughs> no one understands the, the trials, the tribulations, the ups, the downs, the wins, the losses, the crying, the hyper, you know, ventilation, you know, panic attacks, and all those things that come around when it comes to being in business. And so getting around people who understand that roller coaster will allow you to be like, Hey, they did it and they were able to get through it. And then so can I, and you know, things of that nature, the wisdom that gets passed on, you get to learn from other people's mistakes, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. That's that why mentorship was so important back in the old days. If you wanted to have a business or if you wanted to be someone, you know, you had to be mentored. So like if, you know, the blacksmith was a, it was a, you know, one of those cornerstone businesses in the old, you know, old towns, in the old days. And in order for you to become a blacksmith, you needed to apprentice under that blacksmith in order for you to take over his shop, you know, 20 years later, whatever it might be. And for some reason over the decades, because we had more college universities and more programs coming into play, 
where people were able to pay for the mentorship technically or the wisdom or whatnot. And that one-on-one -on -one mentorship of learning from someone who's wise or who's been there, done that before you kind of fell away. And right now I really feel like we're kind of coming back. It's like a full circle. Now people are really starting to understand that knowledge and education is one thing, but working directly, rubbing, you know, locking elbows with someone who you can, you know, use as a, a, a soundboard, you know, get that advice, get the inside, you know, tips or suggestions or whatnot. That's really where um, I find that most people that I have worked with, they, the people who surround themselves with the best mentorship with the right type of people and, and the community in the area that they're interested in, they're the ones who are going to succeed exactly. 10 times compared to anybody else. Connection, connection is the best thing. Because I know lots of people start, that's a good start. They invest lots of money. Uh, they, they think that they have knowledge, but as they go further and further, further, they feel so alone. They don't know how to solve some problems or how to get help. And then that's right. why in the middle of the work, they just give up. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, if you think about it, when you go to your office, you know, you have, you know, people sitting around the, you know, the water cooler, you can talk to people, you can get ideas and suggestions, but when you're on your own, you literally have to know every single aspect of your business from SOP standard operating operations creation to, you know, what you're going to be doing to your, your positioning, your messaging. Right. And then of course it's going to go, okay, well, if I'm going to do that, then how am I going to do my marketing? And then what platform am I going to be marketing on? And then it's just like, you have to dive into your ideal client. Who are my ideal client? Where are my ideal client? You know, and all the parameters so that your messaging is uh, attracting the right type of people for the problems that you're solving for them. And so there's a million of these like little pieces of the puzzle that need to get connected together. And as a beginner entrepreneur, when we say this, or just like, it's, it's overwhelming and it totally is overwhelming. But at the end of the day, you do have to take one step at a time. And again, putting yourself around the, those other individuals, those mastermind groups, or even taking an online course or program or paying to have direct one-on-one -on -one mentorship, it will allow you to start to figure out, okay, step number one, what am I going to be doing and who am I going to be talking to? And then you know, what problems am I solving? And then who are these ideal clients and where are they? And then, you know, what marketing campaign am I going to be setting up? What am I going to offer them? And then, you know what I mean? And then you have to like hire individual peoples to execute every single one of those tasks and, or you are going to have to learn yourself, you know, bootstrap it a little bit if you don't have the Thanks funds. Forever. Yeah. So it's, it's, it can be long and drawn out or it can be short and fast. It really depends on how much money you have to invest in yourself. And that's really like number three, you know, it's like the one, the third most important thing is be prepared and be ready to invest not only your time, but your money. Right. So at the end of the day, you need money to make money. There's really no way around that. Um, yes. There's lots of ways that you can, you know, sort of maneuver through that and you can kind of expedite that. But really at the end of the day, if you don't have an investor mindset, you're never going to make it as an entrepreneur because you just, every single business in the world has employees, has to invest money, has to educate the population that they exist, that you should be buying from them. And there's no difference between them and you. <laughs> you're going to have to do the exact same thing. Exactly. You mentioned three ingredients, which I love it. Messaging positioning and marketing 
because yeah. I, I really comfort, confront with these three ingredients when I was going to the bestseller for my book, I exactly understand what you mean. <laughs> yeah. And there are like uh, puzzles. You have to place them in right orders. You can have your messaging, but if you don't do the positioning, then you're going to suck. If you don't know how to market it, then you're going to suck. You know, yeah. even for my situation, when I was going to do marketing for my book, I said, oh, okay, I missed something. I have to uh, do uh, more online appearances. And then, then I said, okay, maybe for my next book, I have to build the funda foundation. Like um, if you want to uh, sell your books, like constantly, you need to have a really strong audience. You need to have a really strong platform, as you said. Yeah. And uh, the prop, the point is, I see here, you work with awesome companies. You're working with Amazon, you're working with, um, uh, what's the, his name? Jeffrey uh, Hollander, Nevin Jane, lots of great people. And the point is, if they don't trust you and if they don't see your platform, how they can do it, how they can come and uh, be, part, um, be your partner. So as you said, it takes time and yes. it's not one night. No, it's a marathon. It's not exactly. a race. It's a full marathon. And it's a journey that one should totally embrace. Exactly. knowing that it's not a year two years it's you know you're looking at statistically within five years you're going to know if your business is going to make or break it and they kind of have the same statistics for relationships too which is kind of like eee! but really at the end of the day you know once you get that five-year mark that really lets you know if, if you're going to be continuing moving forward or if you're going to be maybe scrapping it and or you know pivoting the business model into something else that might work better for you but really at the end of the day it's not a race is definitely a marathon and you want to prepare yourself to enjoy the journey as much as possible because it is very much roller coaster like and there's ups and downs and you need to be prepared to experience that and, and try to enjoy it as best as possible exactly lots of people lose their money they invest money but they because they are not persistent and they don't have good instructor or good connections, they really fail easy. Yeah. And you know, at the end of the day, you have to be okay with losing money because that's the, that's the whole point of the game. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it's, you know, um, I find it really interesting. You know, I've had a chance last this past year, I probably spoke to, oh my gosh, at least about a thousand individuals who are wanting to start an online program. And so I was basically screening these people just to kind of see where they're at and if they were a fit to even move forward to become an entrepreneur. And it's really interesting how many people haven't done their due diligence into mm -hmm. understanding what it actually takes to even have a business, start a business, um, you know, or what it actually, you know, the investment level that you need to have, like even to have a hot dog cart, it's $10,000 just to have a hot dog cart. 
you know, it's like six grand for the cart and then maybe four grand for the permit, depending on what city you're in. And then of course you have all the, you know, all the pieces, you know, like the food and everything else, the condiments that go along with it. And then you have to stand outside in the freezing cold or the blistering heat just to hand out these hot dogs. There's a million different business models out there and there's a different business model for a different personality and you should be open to all of them. But you do have to like take a look at what is behind the curtain. Like you kind of want a wizard of Oz. You want to pull back the curtain. And if you have the opportunity of speaking to top professionals in different industries so you can get that behind the scenes look, you'll know very quickly if this is going to be something that you want to move into. And so as a perfect example, I speak to people like, oh, I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to invest in the stock market. I'm like, oh, really? Okay. So how much money do you have to invest in the stock? Have you taken a program or are you working with someone? Do you have an advisor at the bank? Are you paying someone? Are you doing it yourself? <laughs> like all these really interesting questions. And they're like, oh, well, I have about $500. I'm like, okay, so you have $500 that you're going to invest into the stock market. And what are you expecting to get out of that? Like, oh, I'm expecting to, you know, take over my $50,000 a year, you know, job and make money at that. I'm just like, okay have you really looked into it? Because in order for you to make enough money on a monthly basis that you can extract the profit out of what is sitting in the stock market right now, you know, I know people, including myself, you need to be like, you know, closer to the hundred thousand dollar mark, depending on what you're investing in. And if it's short term, long term, and what, you know, what you're pulling out of it and what you're keeping into it. Like, do you really feel like that, that is a realistic view to be using the stock market as like your, you know, your income stream. And then once I like kind of dive into this, like, oh, I didn't realize that, or that makes more sense. Or even if I talk to someone who wants to create a physical product, they want to become a manufacturer, which, you know, that's what I've been doing for the last decade and helping other businesses. It's just like, okay, you have to come up with an idea and then your idea can't be your idea. You have to satisfy the masses. You need to provide something that the people want, not what you want. You got to take your ego out of it and your own feelings out of it. You got to provide what people want. And then it's like, okay, then you have to design it. Then you have to hire someone to, you know, get the designing, the, the, the packaging, you know, all the, you know, the colors, the combinations, you know, the branding and the messaging that's going to go with this particular product. Then you have to go find a manufacturer. Then you have to go get prototypes. And then you have to go test everything. And then you have to do a first run. And then after you do your first run, you have to send an inspector in to make sure that you, you, you don't have any, you know, issues when it comes to the production of the product. And then once it's done, then you have to figure out the logistics of it, getting it from point A to point B. And then you have to deal with bonds and importation and then all these fees and possible x-rays and handpicking. Then you have to get it to a warehouse. And then from the warehouse, then you have to list it online. And then once I, I, I that, what I just said was barely all of the steps that's necessary, but just that amount of information, I'm sure makes most people's, and I know for a fact, makes most people's heads spin because it's a huge amount of variable factors. There's a huge amount of steps and things that have taken into place. And the time that you invest your money to the lead time that it takes for you to, you know, re, um, pull back out from that, get your profit out of that or see results from that can be six months to a year to two years, depending again on how much money you have to expedite the process. So, you know, when I talk to people, they're like, oh, I want to make a, I want to make a product. And then I start going, okay, like all these different things behind no, 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 no. <laughs> you want to do that much work. Do you want to wait a whole year before you see a return on your investment? If this seems like something that's a little bit too much for you, then let's start a little bit smaller. It's okay. Like you can work your way up to that part, but just be aware of all the actual steps that it takes to execute that job and how fast it's going to take for you to get your return on your investment. If you're not like totally, you know, um, 
realistic with yourself on that aspect. And if you haven't done your due diligence and really diving into each niche or each, you know, sort of um, area that you want to work into, then, you know, you're not going to be successful at it because you're not being realistic with what it actually is going to take. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I guess you need to have the real passion for what you really? do. You yeah. know, that why? Number friend. one. No, <laughs> <What's> why? <laughs> Uh, and uh, there is they study let's say computer science and then in the mid 30s or in 40s they just thinking mm, is that really what i'm doing is is that really what i interested in the, some of them had passion in art art so they go to be an artist and are becoming very successful like one of my uh, friends She's a lecturer, lecturer in university. She was computer science <laughs> engineer, and then suddenly she just changed and have a had a job transition in uh, being artist. So right. see, if you have a real real passion in your heart, you have to follow it because life is so short. You don't know Absolutely. where you're going, but. On the other hand, there are lots of there are lots of employees. I'm saying employees because they really get used to it, get used to have a paycheck and have security, and then suddenly you think they are you are secure, especially in this COVID nineteen. Lots of them have to go <laughs> and yes. lay out. So yeah. you see, nothing is secure in this world. No, and you're only worth you're but, only worth what it costs to replace you in in any job scenario. You know, doesn't matter how long you've been there, you are only worth what it costs to replace you at the end of the day. So there is zero security there, whatsoever. Exactly. No safety net. But the point is, if you start entrepreneurship and you start uh, your business, as you said, you can pivot it in something else. Whenever the situation is changed. You don't, because you have all the uh, experiences and you already mm -hmm. been there. So you know ups and downs. I see lots of people, they started the business, they change it to something else after some time. And they're yeah. successful because it's, they, they work in there for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, you're right. But the first thing is passion, but persistence and you have to, know the connections you have to have three ingredients of messaging and uh, what is it branding messaging positioning which leads to marketing exactly and the marketing so I see some people start from marketing they don't have messaging they don't know right. what's the they, they just want to sell the products which is not really clear what they're selling Mm -hmm. They don't know how they position themselves. They don't have any branding. They don't have any branding, anything, any website, anything. So what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. You need yep. a very strong foundation before doing whatever your passion. Yeah. And, and that foundation does not get built overnight either. Again, we're putting in like that, you know, five-year box. And the reason why I say that is because a lot of people end up doing this kind of on the side. And I always highly recommend a side hustle, like never just drop what it is that's, you know, feeding your family and paying your mortgage. You know what I mean? And, and I know a lot of people who've actually done that. 
Uh, and usually it's always someone who's single, you know, who's able to just drop the job and, and move on. But those who have responsibilities, mortgages, children, so on and so forth, the side hustle is the best way to go about it. And, you know, you do want to make sure that you are able to dedicate a minimum of 10 to 20 hours a week into your side hustle because you want to create that consistency. And again, knowing that if you're, especially if you're bootstrapping it, it's just going to take time and it's going to take months of just figuring out what it is that you're going to be doing, what your messaging is, researching who the end user is, what their problems are, um, you know, how are you going to be able to solve those problems, you know, getting the verbiage, you know, making sure that you're speaking their language, you know, to them. And again, taking yourself and your ego out of it, because whatever we want does not represent what the masses exactly. want. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I love that because you have to know what your customers want. There are lots of uh, pre-saling and pre-ordering in this world. Exactly, mm -hmm. I see, because uh, they try to understand what their customers want. And then based on that, they build their product. Even before building their product, they pre-sell the product, but because they have lots of feedbacks from the customers, they know exactly what they build. But this kind of thing, again, is not the one day job or doing no. something by your own. You need experts to teach you how to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's, you know, Ryan Levesque really solidified himself with the ask method and doing, you know, basically just that. There's a million people out there, but he's the first one that comes to mind who kind of really um, sort of, you know, paved the way when it comes to the, you know, the ask method. And it is the best way to, you know, it really is the best way to do it because you're not putting out time, money, and energy without knowing that people actually want it. Um, you know, I have some really amazing marketers that, you know, I'm connected with or in my high-end mastermind groups and they'll use Twitter. They'll put like a tweet out as to like, I'm going to be doing this or I'm offering this or whatever it might be. And then he, and he basically sends it to like an empty landing page and he just sees how many people click on it. And whatever option had the most clicks, he's like, mm, okay, this is something. And then he dives deeper into it, like putting out like another question to like just prolong that rabbit hole, basically, like you know, like, yeah. And it's, it's really amazing because if you, you know, and, and in order for you to even have the, in order for you to do the asthma, you have to have people to talk to. So again, it brings us back to you building an audience, building an email list, making sure that you have people to speak to so you can ask them these questions. And that takes time itself before you even get to that point. So like, you know, there's always like two sides of the coin. It's just like, you know, if you're able to ask people what they want and you're able to get that feedback and then provide a very short, small, sweet and concise sales page to kind of offer that to get the pre-sales, which allows you to have the money to hire the team, to build the product, to provide the end result. You, you know, in order for you to do that, you will have to be able to know what you're doing and you will have to work on a fast track because if you have someone buy something and then it takes you six months to deliver, that person is not going to be very happy. But if it takes you three weeks or a month to deliver, yeah. people can kind of handle it. So, you know, so there, there is pros and cons to, you know, whatever sort of area you go into, but you do want to be prepared in advance. You want to be able to have a team with you if you're kind of going down that route. Um, and, and of course, you know, having someone to speak to an audience one way, if it's not your audience, then doing a joint venture partnership with someone who's in your space that you say, Hey, can I ask your audience? You know, I'll pay you for it or we'll do something. You know, I help you, you help me or whatever it might be to help you, you know, down that pathway uh, of getting, you know, the answers that you're looking for. So again, lots of little steps, but 
you know, once you bring it back down to the bare minimum basics, you know, you can very incrementally and easily do it again, if you have really great mentorship or if you have, you know, um, you know, just someone who could be like your partner in crime, you know, someone that you can, your accountability partner, you know what I mean? Even could be your spouse who's your accountability partner or your best friend or whatever it might be. But, you know, bringing it back down to your reason why for sure, you know, what is it that you like to do and the investment that's necessary. And if you're going to give yourself the allotted amount of time to be able to see the fruits of your labor, because uh, a lot of people want to be a millionaire overnight and that's just not really how it goes. You know, you don't grow an apple tree overnight. You got to toil the soil. You got to fertilize the soil. Then you got to plant the seed. You got to water the darn thing for like ever before you even see anything. Then there's a tree Then it's like a year or so before the tree even shows fruit, depending on what fruit we're talking about. Some take 12 years to show. Some take a year to show. It really depends. Uh, and so again, being aware of, I'm going to have to wait like three years for this fruit to show up on this tree. You know that before you get into planting that tree. So do the exact same thing when it comes to your business. You said about the accountability partner. I mm -hmm. have a very good experience because for publishing my book, I had someone uh, to like a friend and I was part of a community of self-publishing and everybody want to support each other in this community. I had somebody to publish her book. I published my book. So we pair together and we really support each other. We knew what's the plan, who uh, goes first and what is the next week plan. You know, that was amazing. I had a very good experience. The point is, if you're going to do very big job, like a big project or big dream the people around you are very important if you are very talking about your dreams with somebody who doesn't know what you want or these dreams for him or her is very big then mm -hmm. totally you're gonna give up you're gonna yep. give up you, you you just say oh am i really going to do that oh it's so hard i can do this you know and so you get lots of rejections from everybody. So yeah. it's better you have right connections, as you said. Yes, it's yeah, so definitely. Easy. It's so easy to give up. It really is. And, you know, I'm very blessed that, you know, I grew up a pro-athletic family. We were all into manifestation mindset, visualizing what you're visualizing the win before you even have the win kind of scenario. So I grew up with that when that was not, like now it's kind of like new age. Everyone sort of understands that whole manifestation thing. But when I was doing it, when my family were doing it, that wasn't talked about. Only the elite Olympic athletes, which are the people that I grew up with, were doing. You know, and so, you know, again, bringing us back to the people who are blessed enough to be surrounded or have that one outlet, that one cheerleader, you know, that you're talking about, that one person who can be in your corner that you can bounce things off of. They are 10 times farther along the pathway than exactly. someone who's surrounded by parents or friends or spouses or boyfriends or girlfriends or whatever it might be who are the nay. You know what I mean? They're like, you can't do this. And you're no good at that. That's not going to happen. And no. I can't believe you're going to be putting, you know, a hundred dollars into that or a thousand dollars into that or $20,000 into that. Like, you know, what is the matter with you? Like, that's like, you know, paying our mortgage, blah, 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 for extra, like just looking at the negative side of things rather than you know, what can happen if you push yourself past your, your limits, you know, if you push yourself outside your comfort zone, you know, so 
and it really makes me sad when I, you know, again, I spoke to thousands of people in the last, you know, few months, just qualifying the ones who really do have a mindset for entrepreneurship and who don't. And it really made me so sad to hear time after time after time, the amount of people who didn't have and do not have, or they put themselves in relationships or scenarios where they don't get that support of, if they can do it, you can do it. You know, if you put your mind to it, you can do it. The internet is so full of information. There's so much free advice. Awesome. You can do it. It's Just true. go and do it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. What, so. uh, what um, you know, as you said, some people don't want to be, they, they don't want to fail. On the other right. hand, they want to be entrepreneur, but mm. um, they don't know how to start. Yeah. And on the other hand, uh, there are some people who are employees, they want to have a paycheck mm -hmm. and they come back there again. <laughs> right, right. So, to whom you don't suggest taking the entrepreneurship path? Right. Well, first and foremost, be okay with failing because failing is the most important aspect of life. I don't know why our in educational institutes have flipped that switch on us that making us as human beings feel that if you fail, like life is over, you're not going to, nothing's going to move forward. Um, getting an F or a D or a C on a test or exam or a report card is like the worst thing in the world when it is not like if you were a toddler and you're starting to learn how to walk and you take a step and then you fall down. What do we do as moms and dads? Oh my God, you took a step. That's amazing. Go do it again. But for some strange reason, as we get older, it's like, oh, you fell down and I'm going to step on you and squish you because you fell down or make you feel worse about falling down rather than like, okay, you did it. Now let's get going and do it again. It's really interesting how things have changed as we get older. So, you know, failure is extremely important because it allows you to learn the lessons that you need to be learning in order for you to make better decisions moving exactly. forward. Exactly. Right? So get the mindset of failure, you know, out of your head as a negative thing. And even with my children, I, you know, I don't like to use the word failure per se because it has a, it's an anchor and it's a negative anchor for sure. But if you just simply go, what did you fail at today? And then I'll allow my kids to be like, well, I screwed up this and I, you know, fell down and hit my knee here, or I couldn't get this thing done, or I didn't do so great on my test. I'm like, okay, great. What lessons did you learn from that? And then it. we're flipping the switch. And then the same thing for adults, just like, this is what I learned from. It. I'm not going to do that again, or I'm going to do this better next time or something along those lines. So you want to go through that sort of like that mental or question thought process. What was your failure and what lessons did you learn from it? If you want to go that way. So that's number one. And then number two, as I said before, the people who should not be going into the entrepreneurial space, which I know nine out of 10 people that I speak to do not have what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And I don't mean that in a negative sense by any stretch of the imagination, but it's just the real reality of it. You know, we're used to, we're being trained to go to school, do a job, get your benefits, you know, grow old, retire kind of thing, you know, collect your pension. And, and things of that nature, which was all fine and dandy for the time period that that was relevant. Nowadays, it's not really relevant, you know, to have that um, sort of mindset or whatnot. And so again, it goes back to what's your reason, your why has to be extremely powerful, be realistic to what it actually takes. You have to invest time, money and energy into getting a job done. This is a marathon. This is not a race. 
you know what I mean? And surrounding yourself with the right type of people. And if you don't have the right people at home, be okay with that, own it and go find the right people. Just because you might have not so great of a spouse or parents or best friends or whatever it might be and supporting you in your dreams, you have to realize that we have one life to live and it's okay for you to say no to people and it's okay for you to shut people out of your lives who are no longer supporting you and it's okay for you to you know, move on and move past what was comfortable for you and moving into the unknown and being afraid of the unknown. And so really, you know, our number one, my family motto is lean into the fear. We're all downhill ski racers. We go 50, you know, miles an hour down a hill, just like straight shot. And the only way to get to the bottom of the hill is to lean into your fear. And so that's kind of something that we've always, you know, grew up with is just lean into your fear and just get the job done um, no matter what. So if you kind of like take a look at those few little points, step into the entrepreneurial space. But if you can look at all those and you're unwilling to get rid of the toxic friendships or relationships in your life, if you're unwilling to dedicate 10 to 20 hours a week into what it is that you're doing, if you're unwilling to invest your money because investment allows for greater growth, it's just like putting water onto a plant. It will grow. If you don't put water into a plant or feed the plant, it ain't going to grow. You ain't going to get any fruit and you're not going to be fed. So if you can kind of go through those uh, down that pathway, then step into the entrepreneurial space, give it a go and, and don't give up when you fall down because you're going to fall down a million times. We all do. I'm still falling down and getting back up, you know, like wiping off and, and keep going because it was a lesson learned. And if you cannot do any of those things, then your nine to five job is where you should be. And there's nothing wrong with being a nine to fiver. There's no, absolutely no. nothing wrong with it whatsoever. No. It's not for everybody. So, you know, just be okay with where you're at and, and don't look at the shiny object syndromes and look at all the other people are doing stuff. Some people just want a very simplistic life, but they don't have to think about anything else. Like exactly. I think about the grass is greener sometimes. I'm like nine to five, go in, do a job, leave. I can cook food for my family. I don't have to think about problems at two o'clock in the morning. I don't have to work on my weekends. I can take vacations and not think about it. And the money is going to come into my bank account, whether I'm sick or I'm having a bad day. That sounds great. The grass is greener for sure. But me internally, like I was a born serial entrepreneur, so it will never fly for me. <laughs> that's just how I am. And that's how I made up. But you know, some people want big, huge, lavish life. Some people just want a simplistic, easy, enjoy, smell the roses. Like, and all of them are amazing. Just be okay with what you choose exactly. and then be okay to change it because we all grow and, we, and what we want changes. So you don't have to just make one choice and stick with it. <laughs> you know? What's your personality saying? Lots of people are really good in keeping their job. Mm -hmm. They work for a company for 20 years. I've seen it yeah. a lot and they are okay with it. Lots of like my mother was a supervisor in hospital she was a nurse and she was very successful and she was happy with it you know you don't need to change your job or go to bigger path if you're not ready you have right. to have the real passion you have to learn and you have to connect to right people definitely all right i love it i love our interview i learned a lot from you and i just uh, want to say if you have any other recommendation um like i see in your bio you talk about your clarity of your messaging positioning 
if you have any recommendation how to do a positioning or messaging or marketing can you yeah. talk about this i know that's gonna uh, last forever if you really want to yeah. talk about this three because this is huge discussion yeah it is you know yeah let them talk well, first first i would say that your audience is in the right place like listening to you and and you know tuning in to what you're doing and how you're doing it and bringing experts in so that you can shed some light into your audience like this is the right place for all your everyone who's watching you to be because you're providing them that guidance of light as to you know what you should be doing and not doing so that's kind of like number one like again pick the audience pick the mentor pick the people that you want to be around and you're the perfect example for people to continue to follow so that's kind of like number one when it comes to your branding your messaging and marketing those are all completely different things and they all completely have different expertise so be okay and be aware that you can be hiring someone who's going to help you with your messaging and your positioning and your branding. They could do all three, or you might need three individual people. It depends. And then your marketing is a whole other expertise. And then where your marketing is, you know, divided is niche down into that. So marketing for Facebook, you're gonna need a Facebook expert. Marketing for Google ads, you're gonna need a Google ad expert. You know what I mean? So Pinterest, Instagram, they all have different rules of the game. Every platform has their own rules that they need to be followed by. And not one person is going to know absolutely everything. They can become a generalist, which is fine, but working with someone who's an expert, who they focus all their time and their energy on one thing or two things, those are the people that you want to speak to because they're the ones who spend the more amount of time and energy in that space. They've learned more lessons than everybody else. They've had more failures to learn from than anybody else. And those are the people you want to gravitate to. So when it comes to your branding, positioning, in your messaging, in your marketing, just be okay and aware that you're going to have different experts for every single one. If you can afford to bring a whole team together so that everyone can collaborate together so everything's being built simultaneously at the exact same time, that will help you to move forward progressively as a business. But if you're bootstrapping it, then the first thing is just your messaging and your branding because your messaging is about who you're serving, how you're serving them, and you know, that's also part of your position, which is like what your website looks like and sounds like your YouTube videos or your Instagram or whatever along those lines. You know, and then of course positioning kind of runs into that. They all kind of like synergistically work together anyways, um, as is. And then once you kind of figure out what your talking points are, who you're serving, what, you're, what problems you are solving, what the end results are gonna look like, then once that information is up there and out there with you know, LinkedIn profiles and websites, and again, Instagram, whatever, YouTube, then you can start the marketing. So again, it's like, you know, one step after the other. And, you know, and a lot of people I find they will, they, they think that they have something to sell. Like, okay, I have a drink. Here's my Starbucks, <laughs> but this is not Starbucks. This is Ashley's coffee shop. Let's just say I have something to sell. And instead of um, solidifying their branding, messaging and positioning, they go straight to marketing. Exactly. And then they, they put a bunch of money into marketing. And then basically what they're doing is they're driving traffic. They're spending money on sending someone to something that is not fully prepared to sell yet. And a perfect example is that if you're selling your house, there is no way in hell you would have a realtor show up your house with potential buyers. If your lawn wasn't cut, 
if your dishes weren't put away, if your house wasn't like, you know, strategically placed and everything was like all nice and, and looking like a magazine because you want to present your house as best as possible. So the person who walks into it can envision themselves and their family living there. So they want to buy it. Right. And it's the same thing with a product listing or a website or whatever it is that you're selling. If you don't properly position and make everything look pretty and clean and understandable, then you're literally wasting your money by putting money into ads and driving traffic and people are going to get the wrong idea about you. And you know, you only have a few opportunities to make that first, you know, introduction to somebody. So spend the time and energy to make sure that your branding, your messaging, your positioning is properly solidified before you start driving traffic or people to see what it is that you're offering. And that way, you know, you're going to have better conversion rates. You're going to have better success. You're going to feel a lot better about what it is that you're doing as well. Mm -hmm. Perfect. I know this is a long discussion and I know I can learn a lot from you and my audience as well, but we don't have like too much time. <laughs> yeah. I could go on forever. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I really like your experiences, like what you just stand for what you liked and know you are so happy for what you're doing. I know there are lots of ups and downs, even now you're struggling mm -hmm. with, but that's life. Absolutely. Yeah. There is no, <laughs> to me, there is no secure option. You're right. I agree. COVID-19 uh, situation, everybody struggling with, uh, to meet their ends and there are lots of other issues around, but that's life. It if is. you want to achieve your dreams, you have to fight for it. Absolutely. And being prepared to pivot and transition, which is exactly what we're talking about right now, is the first step that you can do is being okay with the, con with the idea that not everything is final. Not every job is final. You know what I mean? It's not going to be there for the rest of your life. So always having that backup plan, always being um, prepared to pivot to transition and being curious about what you might be interested in pivoting and transitioning before you even do anything, just open up that um, communication with yourself, write it out in your diary, like, you know, in your vision, you know, create a vision board, you know, get like your daily, you know, um, you know, what I'm grateful for, you know, what I'm looking for, what I'm going to manifest, you know, create that sort of manifesto for yourself or that diary. Uh, and just kind of start going down that pathway that, you know, like you're um, educating and, and trying to, um, make sure that your audience knows that that transition can come from anywhere, from anything, from any exactly. situation, you know, and just be okay with it and dive into it because it's really exciting. And if we only have one life to live, one then life. that means just give her. <laughs> the problem is when you educate and doing some bachelor's degree, master's degree, you want to use that education. That's mm -hmm. why you're afraid to lose it. You want to be professional in your education, but there right. is one point of life that you think, oh, maybe I had to start something else. I have to start a business, which is totally different from what I've started for. And that's, right. that's okay. That's okay because we are just live for one time. And I'm not saying those education is not good because those education finally helps you to build your own business like um as entrepreneur li like what i'm doing i do the website i mm, 
do a lots of planning for my projects right now when I'm just doing the interview podcast and show and all of these things that I studied for really helped me to do what I'm doing right now everything is an asset I don't it doesn't matter if you're actually working a job that you went to college university for because all that experience is going to help you no matter what it will always help you because anything that we do in our lives it just provides us a a clearer pathway and it's the easiest way to sort of explain that is if you're driving somewhere for the first time you don't know where the hell you're going. Maybe you have the GPS in your phone, but you're attentively looking at the signs and you're watching the roads. You're like, where am I? And you're trying to get used to all the visual representation of what you're driving by. It's terrifying the first time you do it in a lot of cases, especially if you're late and it's a meeting, you know what I mean? And you're rushing there. You're like, oh my God, I don't know where I'm going. But then when you do it the second time, well, you've already done it. You've been there. It's a little bit easier. By the time you do it the third time, it's just like it becomes autopilot. And that's the same way with everything else in life. The first then, time is always like, scary. Try <laughs> to just listen to music, enjoy yeah. the world, instead of being worried about what you're doing, you know? That's exactly yeah. like business. In a start, yep. you have to do a lot of things, researching, investing. But as you go further and further, it just just autopilot is coming yeah. it's coming and then you you can do it by your own everything and you learn even you achieve more than what you thought before yep that's absolutely yeah. thank you so much Ashley. oh it's my pleasure thank you so much for having me here i really appreciate it thank you so much and i wish you lots of success more than this and for your new product, which is uh, which you told me about, and info infographics. For do you want to talk about it right now? Yeah, uh, we're you know being that I work with thousands of you know online sellers, the number one pain point is properly positioning their product lines online. Because when you go into a store, you can tangibly pick up and touch and smell and feel what a product looks like, all the features, the benefits, the zippers. Online, you can't do that. And so, you know, a lot of e-commerce sellers, Amazon, eBay, Etsy, Shopify, whatever platform they're on, they don't do the, you know, they don't dive into educating their consumer on what it is that that person is buying by having, you know, they usually go like a picture of the front and a picture of the back and a picture of the side and that's it. You know, how are people supposed to understand that this is a right product for them? So if we have an infographic image of your product, which has like an arrow, this is where the button is. And there's a hole here for the camera and there's space down here for the charging cable. And this is made out of like crack resistant, whatever, whatever, whatever. If the images are portraying the most, more, you know, the features and the benefits, the who, what, where, how, when, and why, then people are going to be able to make that educated buying choice and they're going to disqualify the competition. You're going to lessen your return percentage because people are not buying things out of curiosity they're buying things because they know this is exactly what they want mm-hmm. and so therefore it really you know it, it ups the conversion rates and so you know most people do not put that time and energy into it so i'm satisfying that that problem with creating drag and drop uh templates for e-commerce sellers and we have 175 of them from the 18 and top best-selling categories so anyone selling anything can very quickly within minutes create high engaging high converting product infographics to uh, you know, to really just hike up their sales because people remember about eighty percent of things they see, whereas only twenty percent of things they actually read and ten percent of things they hear. So images are extremely important exactly. for the online space. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. It's good, like as you said, 
you can resell the same product, but with better infographics, and it really make a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. With your job and what you're doing. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for having me.